Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Zephaniah chapter 3. This is going to be uh, about the second coming, mostly. Let me read the heading too. It says, the heading At the second coming, all nations shall assemble to battle. Men shall have a pure language. The Lord shall reign in their midst. That sounds like a millennium, doesn't it? Verse 1, Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice, she received not correction, she trusted not in the Lord, she drew not near to her God. Zephaniah turned again to Jerusalem with both warning and promise. He condemned many groups in Judah's society, including the political leaders, the judges, the prophets, and the priests. Corruption was at every level. He stressed the constant righteousness and justice of the Lord, who continually brings down wicked people and nations. All hope was not to be lost, however, because there would still be a remnant with whom God could work and bring to pass his righteous purposes. In addition, there is always God's unbounded mercy. The righteous in any age can take comfort in their righteousness. And that's the end of the, that's about the Institute Manual, or from the Institute Manual. Verse 3, her princes within her are roaring lions, her judges are evening wolves, they gnaw not the bones till the, till the marrow. Her prophets are light or wanton and treacherous persons, her priests have polluted the sanctuary, they have done violence to the law or the Torah. The just Lord is in the midst of in the midst thereof, he will not do iniquity. Every morning doth he bring his judgment to light. He faileth not, but the unjust knoweth no shame. I have cut off the nations, their towers are desolate. I made their streets waste, that none passeth by. Their cities are destroyed, so that there is no man, that there is none inhabitant. I said, Surely thou wilt fear me, thou wilt receive instruction, so their dwelling should not be cut off. Howsoever I punished them, but they rose early and corrupted all their doings. Therefore wait, uh, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the prey, for my determination is to gather the nations, that I may assemble the kingdoms to pour out to pour upon them mine indignation, even all my fierce anger, for all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. The prophet concluded on a note of optimism, the day will come when God's people shall not see evil any more. Those who have borne the burden of reproach shall be gathered from far and, and become a name and a praise among men. Zephaniah saw our day and beyond. In it he both suffered and rejoiced. He suffered in spirit because of the desolation and, and destruction which he saw. But he was, all, he was able to use this as a warning and threat to, to his own people. In the redemption and final blessings of Israel, he saw a ray of hope to extend to Judah. No prophet has written more clearly or vigorously of the day of the Lord. Zephaniah must be added to the list of prophets who give us a grave warning of disaster. That was by Sidney Sperry. Verse 9, For then will I turn to the people of pure language, the Adamic language, that they may all come, that they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. This is a millennial thing when we relearn the Adamic language again. For beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my suppliants, even the daughter of my dispersed, shall bring mine offering. In that day shalt thou not be ashamed for all thy doings, wherein thou shalt thou hast transgressed against me. For then I will take out away out of, out of the midst of thee them that rejoice in thy pride, and thou shalt no more be haughty because 
of my holy mountain, or in my holy mountain. I will also leave in the midst of thee an afflicted and poor people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel shall do no, shall not do iniquity, nor speak lies, neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth, for they shall feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all the heart, of, O daughter of Jerusalem. In the last days Israel will be gathered. The Lord hath taken away thy judgments, he hath cast out thine enemy, the king of Israel, even the Lord is in the midst of thee, thou shalt not see evil any more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to, to Zion, let not thine hands be slack. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty, he will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy, he will rest in his love, he will joy over thee with singing. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee, to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Behold, at that time I will undo all that afflicted thee, and I will save her that, that halteth or is lame, and gather her that is driven out, and I, will get, and I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. At that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth, when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. So you can see some of this has a reference to the second coming. Um, that uh, things are going to be better uh, as we get through the tribulations that precede the second coming. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.